Hi, this is Travis and Max from Wampler Pedals. I'm Travis. I'm Max. And we're sitting here with the man himself, Brian Wampler. And uh, the reason I kind of wanted to get you in here, thanks thanks for doing it, by the way. Taking it, I had no choice. <laughs> You're the boss. You always have a choice. But no, seriously, we know how busy you are. But they, they, we wanted to kind of run some questions by you that we get a lot through either the help desk or through the phones. And uh, I think I'd really appreciate because some of this stuff I don't even know your take on. Obviously, I have my own opinion. Max has his, but uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, some questions that we get a lot is um, why why would I want a distortion pedal or an overdrive pedal, especially if my amp has an overdrive channel or a gain channel? Well, let's say you're playing a gig and it's a four hour gig, and you have one distortion sound and one clean sound. That's going to get pretty boring, not only for you but for the audience. And that's, mm. I mean, it's, it's kind of uninspiring playing the same tone all night. Yeah. You know? And there's a lot of songs that it may have more of an AC30 type sound. It may have more of a you know an old school tweed type sound. Mm. Uh, it may be maybe your amp is you know based off something that's not real crunchy, real martially sounding, mm-hmm. and you want that sound, but you don't want to drag five amps. Right. So you know it's just grab a couple of distortion pedals, run them through the clean channel, and you've got a multitude of different channels for your amp and tons of different sounds. And then you can mix and match and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, stack them together, run one into the other one and get different sounds as well. Right. And one thing I noticed too is um, I'm fortunate enough to where I get to gig around quite a bit locally. And if I'm doing a blues gig, obviously, you know, you can get away with a little bit, you know, one or two tones all night. But mm-hmm. if you're doing a cover band gig like I've done, I mean, it's really hard. I mean, you and I, we can tell the difference between ACDC right. and Eddie Van Halen. You right. Know? And right. to be inspired in that, in that, you know, mode or whatever, you, you may want something that's got that brown sound for that. And then the ACDC, total different tones, you know? Yeah, it is. And it's, um, and, and they feel different too. So it's not only just how it sounds. Right. Which goes back to like, you know, the feel, the inspiration and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, if so, pedals are going to respond differently, every pedal is, mm-hmm. even if it's, let's, you know, there's tons of different tube screamer type pedals out there, of course, but they all do sound a little different. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all, they may be based on the same circuitry, but some are a little bit spongier. Some are a little bit tighter. Some are a little bit, um, you know, have a little bit more clean signal that's kind of mixed in with it. Right. Some of it, I mean, it's, it's all over the place, even though they're technically the same circuit and there's a million different reasons for that. And. I'm not going to bore you with the details about capacitors and impedance and that <laughs> kind of gosh. stuff, but, um, <laughs> you know, and the thing is, I mean, there's, that's a good sounding pedal and it's a good sounding tone mm-hmm. and, but it is one, it is kind of a, a, a place to start from. So, right. And I, like me personally, I do a lot more country type stuff. And, um, the, the last thing I want is the same sound on every song. And not only from right. a player's perspective, but, or, um, from a fan's perspective, right. from a playing perspective, I want to be inspired to play something. If I if I kick on a different pedal, I want that to allow to the tone will kind of take me to different places, and I'll think about the way I phrase right. things differently. You know what I mean? Right. I always made the joke with one of my friends. This was long before I started working here. I really was that into gear, but I was playing in a in a three piece band, and you know, there's a lot of these blues guys that do three piece bands and they use the same tone all night. And mm-hmm. to me. It's just 
as a as a player, it got so boring. And mm-hmm. I used to tell him it's all about sonic variance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and and I even joked that if I ever started any type of gear company, it'd be called Sonic Variance. <laughs> 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 but but no, and it, and it really is. So I, I'm going to write that down yeah, for our next I, pedal, real quick. Patent pending. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so that that is that's some good insight, especially from somebody that's you know does this for a living. You know, mm-hmm. what do you think, Max? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's thanks for adding so much to that, Max. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me let me try to clarify that. Yes, absolutely, probably. The guys covered all the bases. At, at being a guitar player with ADD, you definitely want lots of different colors of paint for the picture. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you say to that? You guys took over the whole thing. Like, yep. Absolutely. Interject. I'd like to note that this is Max's last day. I just get, I get the brunt of everything. The other day, the other day, I left to go get lunch for everybody. And I come back, and they've used pink industrial saran wrap to shrink wrap my desk, my chair, and briefcase, and everything in it all around. And if you follow us on Instagram, you can find that picture. <laughs> you can just wobble pedals. Yeah. But right. the funny thing of it was that it was fun. Oh, it was, it was a blast for us. <laughs> yeah, except when you're me. Hey, but you also got to admit that my favorite part of the prank, actually, we have video of that prank. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be great to post. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> that, that's only if it's you. Of course, it was to, me. To everybody <laughs> it's else. So funny. I mean, we 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 laugh at your expense. Hey, of course. Whatever. <laughs> what about my expense? <laughs> well, he said it's gone now. <laughs> no. Okay. So back on track. Okay. So we've kind of discussed overdrives and gains. So a question that I think that a lot of people are too embarrassed to ask is what technically, maybe not even technically. But what's the difference between overdrive, distortion, and safe fuzz? Well, that's all based kind of on opinion and kind of on fact. I mean, the factual difference is that fuzz is going to be more of a square wave as it clips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, distortion is a little more square, but not quite as square. Overdrive is more of a rounded sine wave. So it's just barely clipping. That's technically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a player's perspective, like an overdrive is going to be, it's going to be a little bit smoother, a little bit creamier. It's going to be lighter gain. Distortion is going to be a little bit crunchier, a little bit heavier gain. And then fuzz is going to be like the heaviest gain of all. So heavy that it's clipping very harshly almost. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I use harshly. That doesn't mean in a bad way. It means it, it's, it's not a pretty nice, smooth overdrive. Yeah. It's not a beautiful... You know, just a little bit of grit on it. Except no, for when it, Eric it's Johnson like, plays it. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's well. I mean, but, I mean, right. and that's kind of like we went with the with when we were designing the velvet. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he's playing a fuzz face, but he's playing a fuzz face through a very loud amp that's yeah, already exactly. clipping. And exactly. once you add that fuzz on top of an amp that's clipping, comes then the it magic word out. compression. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. which you know that confuses a lot right. of people too. Now, now know, play word. play a, a standard fuzz into a twin that's on like one and a half or two. Right. And you'd be like, "Oh my, that's the worst sound I've ever heard." <laughs> you know? And yeah, I can remember the first time I played a fuzz face, it was through a solid state amp, you know, when I first started playing, and I played a fuzz face cuz obviously so what Hendrix played, so it had to be best. Well, yeah. Yeah, so I grabbed that I played it through it was a Gorilla amp. Do you remember these amps? I I have one. Max, I had one. You're, tiny, you're probably tiny, too yeah. young. But no, do you remember yeah, the girl amps? Yeah, okay, but uh, yeah, I plugged, I played it 
You can imagine how it yeah. sounded. I have older wear, underwear older than Max, actually. <laughs> I got kind of sidetracked. You guys kept talking about smooth and crunchy. I kept going back to peanut butter. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> tone. <laughs> There's our catchphrase. Mmm, tone. Yeah, but another thing I want to kind of delve into a little bit there is the layman's term of compression because we mm-hmm. kind of hit on that. And yep. to me, that's the biggest difference, you know, between overdrive distortion and fuzz is how they feel and how they compress. Yeah. And the way that I kind of say that is the, the most basic way for me to describe compression and tell me if you agree with this is almost how it controls your dynamics. As far as on an overdrive, you're going to get more variance between pick attack. Lighter pick attack is going to be less gain. Harder pick attack is going to be more gain. And obviously that stays true through a distortion and fuzz, but I don't think it's as dynamic as you go up in the clipping. Yeah, it's, well, typically, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, all that stuff is can be designed into it. Right. You know, I mean, and that's something about, especially a lot of, a lot of the newer companies that, that have came out the past couple of years, you know, we've, we all kind of came from the DIY scene, you know, right. which is, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, everybody at the time, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was modifying boss pedals and, you know, trying to figure out what they liked about that stuff, what they didn't like. Mm-hmm. And compression was a big part of it and feel. So, you know, what we did is just kind of like every other guy with a breadboard who, who is trying to create something cool. We just sat down and, and figured out, okay, well, what is causing the compression? What is inhibiting the compression? Why, why mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, the boss DS one, why does it do what it does? And why does it do the things that I don't like? Why does it do the things that I do like? So what you have now is a lot of companies with really great pedals, especially right. compared to 10 or 15 years ago. And, yeah. that, and that's not just us. I mean, you, you, we're all fans of all different kinds of companies. Of course. You know? yeah. We all have different uh, companies pedals on our boards. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. because we're all b- huge fans of, of, of gear in general. Yeah. To a fault sometimes. <laughs> ask, so. ask my wife. She's, she actually is mad at me. I found this out the other day. <laughs> I, uh, I, I recently bought a guitar and every time I, I, you know, I get lost in it, I start playing it and I'll say, oh gosh, I love this guitar. And she'll just kind of, and normally in the past she's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you like it. With this particular guitar, she just always goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> And this is coming from a woman. The first time I ever, it was, it's, you'll probably know the name of the song as soon as I describe it, but it's a Brad Paisley song. We're driving down the road. Every rose has a thorn. Probably. I mean, it's in G and all his stuff's in G, so he can do that open string stuff. But <laughs> okay, I, I, hope, I hope Brad's not listening. I'm sorry. But it's Mr. Paisley. Yeah, it's Mr. Paisley. <laughs> but we're driving down the road, and it's a song. It's in, I know it's in the key of E, mm-hmm. but she goes, hmm, that sounds like an open face wah pedal. And I just looked at her. I was like, you are the hottest woman I've ever met. But you probably know exactly what song I'm talking about, don't you? We're pulling over right now. Uh, what, what, <laughs> wait, when, when was the era again? What's that? What was the era again? Era? Yeah, like when When was the song from again? I don't know. It's country. Open. Oh, the Paisley song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can hear it. I just can't think of it. Yeah. Oh, well. But Oh, no, no, no. I no, thought, I'm, thought I'm going to figure this out. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay i can't think of it. okay anyways enough. yeah i know exactly what song you're talking about he's actually using a uh real mccoy on that 
Oh, so it actually is an open face mm-hmm. wall, but look at that, right? Yep. That's my wife. But yeah, so I mean, she's. She, Did you like, say? Well, yeah, well, what ducker? One ducker's in. Like you know everything. I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that's a total. That's a total lie. But no, so a woman that can spot that kind of thing and and has been around gear for the last twelve years, you know, she. You can tell when she's mad at me whenever she looks at a guitar. I think I'm afraid she may resent me for it. Well, you know what my wife does is if I buy a new piece of gear, she smiles. She's like, fine, I get a new piece of jewelry. <laughs> that means she's going to get some purses or something. Yeah, exactly. That's her thing. Yeah, purses. yeah. So it's she'll come home with like a new purse. And I'm like, what the crap? She's like, eh. yeah, I saw that <laughs> box that came in the mail the other day. I saw that box from Earthquaker. I know who Earthquaker is. <sighs> but it was only 30 bucks, honey. <laughs> it cost. Yeah, it cost. That's what you always got to say. I got it at cost. It's yeah, fine. I, I got it at cost. It's like 10 bucks. Yeah. You know, it's like, Jeez, you can't buy a person per- a shirt. I mean, that's yeah, ridiculous. It, it, yeah, it's like, did you get that at cost from Coach? Exactly. You know? And plus, this is a business expense, honey. I've got to buy this gear. You can't expect me to do my job effectively if I'm not buying guitars and amps. I mean, it's true. You know, Speaking of which, hey, when you start a jewelry business, then we'll talk about. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think we need to do market research on a Marshall uh, 2061 or a 50 watt tremolo vintage head or something. I don't know. That's just market research. <laughs> I'll test it for you. You can only figure out exactly the which, which of the good ones by buying several. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, Univibes. <laughs> I, t- I almost had him sold on that the other day, Max. He was like, yeah, we probably do need some kind of vibe. And uh, hopefully that makes you guys happy to hear that. But uh, if it does, you know. Think, Travis. Yeah. They, yeah. It's only been since December of 2012 I've been tugging at you to do one of those. But um I almost had him talked into it, Max. I, I said, you know, he was like, yeah, we do need a vibe. I was like, what? And he, he even said, well, don't you have to buy like two or three of them to figure out the good ones? Yes, you do. <laughs> exactly. I was like, well, yeah. A case of beer but, later, we got four. <laughs> <laughs> but Actually, I've got this plug-in on GarageBand that does it. <laughs> I don't need it. No, but <laughs> no. <laughs> Grab the newspaper. Roll the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the squirt bottle. Yeah. Squirt bottle. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Something I, I touched on a little bit too when I was talking about the gorilla amp and the first time I played a fuzz into it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the gorilla is obviously a solid state amp. You know, and uh, another thing, I, I always get requests for good tube amps. You know, what's a good starter tube amp? Why do I need a tube amp? You know, it, well, you know, there's good solid state and there's good mm-hmm. tubes and there's bad tube amps and bad solid state. Um, yeah. A, a lot of it's personal preference. You know, I mean, there's, there was an old PV solid state amp that I had for a while. I don't even remember the name of it now, but it actually had a really, really good uh, distortion tone. It was a head. Okay. I was running through a 412 cabinet. This has been like 80s or 90s, mm-hmm. late, early 90s or something. So, but I mean, at, it actually had a pretty good sound to it. And, right. um, well, I remember back in the 80s, a lot of those guys, you know, were using some solid state mm-hmm. stuff from what I remember. A lot of yeah, them. there's a lot of there's a lot of crate users, I think. Yeah, exactly. Why I remember those know, old they were like old gray carpet, well, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, those solid state amps. I, I played in a band with one of those guys and uh, who had one of those. And mm-hmm. I mean, the thing was that like I was afraid to touch it, 
because you could actually with that with that gray carpet you could see how dirty your amp gets you right. know yeah it's like at least i can wipe that off on tolex but he was like you want to play my amp i said instantly no you just carry a can of lysol with you <laughs> <laughs> but no I, the, the thing with a, a solid state you know the, it, mm-hmm. it definitely has its advantage you it, know it does i mean if you run a if you run a pedal that's Okay, like with the tube amp, you can turn up the volume and get a little more compression in mm-hmm. it. You get a little bit, I think, a little better tone, a little bit warmer yeah, tone. Yeah, same here. Yeah, you get that the natural. It's not necessarily like distortion or mm-hmm. overdrive, but it's it's just barely clipping technically. Right, and so it's actually a little bit better of a sound through a tube amp. Now, solid state for the most part is kind of made where it's clean, 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 and then it breaks up. Right, and you the, know, the, and it it doesn't have that compressed that that part between distortion. And totally clean. That's like the sweet spot. For right. The, amp, and the way I like to think of it is, is this is about as technical as I get, and this is probably not even going to relate to anything because it's so lay terms. But I like to think of it as there's a line at the top. Anything that goes over the, that line is going to clip out and sound terrible. Mm-hmm. With a tube amp, it curbs up to that line and mm-hmm. comes back down. Mm-hmm. With a solid state line or solid state amp, it goes and it peaks above it and then comes back down. Right. And and, and that's just a visual way I kind of think mm-hmm. about it. And I know it's not very technical. It's fairly, I mean, it's kind of accurate though. I mean, just, right. just because of the way tubes aren't, tubes are the way they work mm-hmm. and the way that transistors work, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, but I mean, to get a little geeky on you, that's why we went from tube technology to you know, solid state technology as far as military and everything else goes is right. because tubes had that point where they just, just fail. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's bad if you're in an aircraft and, it, <laughs> yeah. and it, you know, you're using a tube as a switch or something and it doesn't turn off, <laughs> you know, whereas the transistor it's on or off. Right. You know, there's, there's not a whole lot of in between there. Yeah. So, but that, that's something we get a lot too. Um, we were talking mm-hmm. at, at lunch earlier too about, um, some good, yeah. budget friendly tube amps and the one that uh, right. came up was the uh the classic 30 what a great yeah. amp the classic 30 and and the 50 is a great amp yeah yeah uh, i love all those old pv classics i actually um we did we did a gig that was opening up for a for a country act and you know it was a national act and they had a 212 and it was a boutique brand on, mm-hmm. on stage and you know sounded great i was mm-hmm. like oh man that sounds so killer well um, i hear all this the sound coming from the side of the stage. I'm thinking, oh, weird. It's, you know, monitor under the stage to kind of do a side fill. Mm-hmm. Nope. I walked back there. It was one of the black classic 30s underneath the stage with a mic in front of it mm-hmm. pointing out to the side. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. This monster tone was coming from a classic 30. Uh-huh. And there was a dummy cab from a boutique <laughs> brand. I was like, what? <laughs> You know, and I, you know, I didn't think that uh, stuff really went on anymore. Yeah, but, we yeah. we saw that recently, though. Actually, we saw a band here recently. Was I with you? Yes, you were. And there was some amps. what state? It was in Indianapolis, and there was some amps on stage. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And there yeah. was some yeah, totally exactly different right. amps backstage. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> we saw another one like that in Evansville. Mm-hmm. The whole back line. Was uh Why was a I brand calling that? Wait a minute. Very cryptic. <laughs> no, they they were the headliner that night. The show we went to. Wait a minute, was that where it wasn't even full cab? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> didn't like crawl up by one or something and take a picture. And, yep. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. cab was like eight times bigger than it normally would be, so it yep. looked great from the back of the stadium. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man. Gosh. You, you know it. what? If your amp's not good enough <laughs> for someone to actually use it, paying someone to use it is just ridiculous, in my opinion. Yep. Without Wait, a yeah. doubt. Where was I for that show? Oh, yeah. I was here working. <laughs> we were working. You Max, sure? who's going to do everything? Who's going <laughs> to run the office if you go? You that just know? shows the trust that he instills in you. Exactly. Nobody he can has answer to those take phones. me with he has to take me with him because he doesn't trust me. He has to keep an eye on me. I think Amanda doesn't trust Brian, so she makes you take, keep him alive. <laughs> no, nobody can answer those phones like me. Let me tell you. I mean, I can get a mean cup of coffee. Yeah. When I need to. That's not true. You're not the coffee guy anymore. <laughs> we got new people. <laughs> now they're the coffee You're people. You're not the newest person anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I can just tell them back when I started. I used to be the coffee. Eight months ago. Eight months ago. To the day, right? Life was different. Today, yeah, it's eight months. Eight months to the day. Eight wonderful, wonderful months. <laughs> Note that Brian's sitting six feet from me. <laughs> <laughs> Voice sounds like an old old smoker. It's terrible. Uh, nice Max is cool. still high on prescription drugs. It's true. Yeah. It's no, not, not really. It's not true at all. These are the latest cough drops right here. <laughs> Take me to the moon and back. <laughs> so another thing that that kind of brings us on to, and, and we may have already covered it, but prescription you, drugs, not prescription drugs. <laughs> I'm trying to keep us back on track here. Oh, okay, Prescri- gotcha, gotcha. No, we're talking, talking about, about prescription drugs. <laughs> for talking about tube and solid state and everything. Kind that of brings us. Nothing to do with prescription drugs. I don't get it. The problem is, is you guys are both heavily under the influence. I have to steer us back on track. <laughs> but um, somebody took us out for lunch and got us drunk. <laughs> no. uh, and never mind. Let's <laughs> But back. Okay, back on track. Look okay. at me. You know, it's pretty bad when I'm the guy getting us back on track. <laughs> You're not my real mom. <laughs> but anyways, mm-hmm. talking about the tube and solid state. Yep. Kind of leads us into, you know, digital versus analog, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you think that relates to, you know, just say distortion? Sure. Well, there's... Or do you think that's something that we just basically already covered? You know? No, no. I mean, there, there's, there are brands, bigger brands usually, that have come out with distortion pedals that are based in the digital side. You know, mm-hmm. they're all, it's written, basically, it's computer code more or less mm-hmm. that says, you know, make this note distort, you know, right. Versus doing it the analog way, which I think it can be done. I think there's a, uh, you know, there's some guys that are really getting, getting, getting real good close. At, like, real like close. I came multimedia. Yeah. It, I mean, are just doing a freaking crazy good job. Well, yeah, they just, on, they just released the pinnacle. Yeah. And you sent me that and you said, Hey man, go home you know, run through the pinnacle, then run through this, this mm-hmm. plugin. And, you know, you asked me, you said, well, what did you think of it? And I said, it, they got, they got scarily close. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was, it was, it was crazy how close it was. Yeah. yeah. They captured like, the, cause to me, like the gain is, it's the hardest thing. It's the EQ. <laughs> right. You know, and mm-hmm. they, they actually captured that mid contour of that pedal. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And the way it clips and, uh, and a yeah. bit about the way it even responds, which mm-hmm. is surprising. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing with, Basically, every digital distortion pedal I've ever played is most most of them have like a fakeness to it, you know, for one. Right. And there's Especially like this, in the feel. Yeah. The, the feel, the, there's like this weird artifact, like mm-hmm. the clipping artifact that just doesn't sound right. And the feel, it, it seems like there's like this small disconnect. I don't know if it's like a little bit of latency or something, but maybe it's where the signal gets converted to digital and then back to analog again within the pedal. 
somewhere in there it's it's just um it just doesn't feel right at least with the technology that you can put in a pedal right now maybe that's the thing with like ik that they're using the processor power of a computer right you know so they've got you can do a lot more right within that context to to me normally the digital stuff and sorry this is crude but it just lays there Mm -hmm. you know it gets the job done it's cool but just lays there you know and i was even telling you know you and i were talking about uh well i was telling you the other day about how it was messing me up practicing because mm-hmm. I had been playing so long, um, just, you know, like going through my, uh, interface and then into the computer. And I was just, you know, playing off my yeah. monitors where I, I have that isolated room. And when I got, I went to play a gig or something mm-hmm. and with that, with an amp mm-hmm. and my timing was completely off. Yeah. It was, it was always just a little bit late. Every time I would pick a note, I'd pick it late. And I was like, that little tiny bit of latency has messed me up. Yeah. So now when I practice, I mean, I still straight into the amp. Yeah. yeah. I, I practice straight in the amp. I mean, still, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do a lot on the computer, but I always have to practice with just right. guitar, you know, pedals, whatever in the amp. It's just, for some reason, it's just, that uh, would, that would mess with me. It would, it would rattle my confidence. Oh you man. Know what I mean, it, it was frustrating. I'd be, be done the whole night because I felt like I felt like I hadn't played for years <laughs> and because my timing was off so bad from, you know, months of, of just, just playing through, uh, through the interface. Yeah. That's, I, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. So I don't, I don't, and I always wonder, I mean, maybe, I don't know, I guess a better player can kind of adjust for it. I don't, I don't play enough to really get good enough at adjusting in situations like that. Yeah, I but maybe maybe you would, I guess, if you're Brent Mason or something. You know? <laughs> that guy could do. They can play. Anything, and he'd probably but... be like, oh, I'm tired of playing right handed. I'm gonna play left handed this this song. <laughs> you know, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> if you're good, and you're disgustingly good, you're disgustingly good. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I want to just take his guitar away and shove him down a flight of stairs. <laughs> like, no one's supposed to be that good. Well, you know what's you know what's fair. Not possible. You know what's unfair with that guy <laughs> is you could take all his gear away for five years. So he can't touch a guitar and then you could go woodshed for five years mm-hmm. and still not touch him. He'd give him his guitar back. And the very day you give him a guitar back, you might be as good as him. Mm-hmm. That's if you practice every day. Right. But he's that good, man. Oh, it it's is. not fair. I know. You yeah. know, it's crazy. A, a couple of years ago, I did like this little video thing, like showing behind the scenes of his gear. It's probably like 2006 or so. And, um, you did a more recent one though. Yeah. A more mm-hmm. recent one. This is like the first one I okay. did years and years ago. Um, and the crazy thing is I'd, I'd set up all his equipment for him and you know, he was gone or went to lunch or something. And I, so I was playing through all his stuff and I was like, I still freaking sound like Brent Mason. Well, I mean, go ahead. but I mean, I was, was cause me? you know, you hear him, you're like, wow, that's that sound you always hear. Yeah. And hard. then, you know, he, I'm playing his old telly. I'm playing through <laughs> everything he just played. I'm like, I, fr- I, I it sounds good, but I still sound you know, ninety yeah. percent like me. Yeah, you know, and it's just crazy how how much that affects everything. Yeah, without a doubt. You know? And that's the thing too is people. I get this a lot too. Well, not a lot, but I, I there's one pedal specifically for some reason. But somebody will say, "Man, I heard this pedal. It sounds great. It sounds nothing like it <laughs> when I get it. It sounds nothing like it does on the sound clips." And sometimes, you know, you just kind of have to say, maybe it doesn't work for mm-hmm. your rig, your hands, your style, you know, maybe try this pedal. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's kind of a tough pill to swallow sometimes, but you know, I've bought pedals before that just didn't work. Right. You know, for me, and then I'll give it to somebody else or somebody else will buy it from me and it'll make me extremely jealous because 
they'll get the sound that was responsible for me buying the pedal in the first right. place, and I can't get it. Well, it's like the Velvet Fuzz. I mean, you play the Velvet Fuzz, and mm-hmm. I'm like, my gosh, man, that thing sounds great. I play the Velvet Fuzz, and it sounds like a country guy playing an overdrive pedal. <laughs> you Don't do use it. You know, it's I just, true. I just, I don't have that ability. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, it, it's the truth. Just kind of like there's a pedal in our range, the Plextortion. When you play it, man, that thing sounds killer. When I play it, it's just like I feel like it just sounds terrible, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think it does. But for you know, it's, it's like you said. For for some people, you know, pedal A is going to sound great. Right. For a totally different person, even playing through the exact same rig, mm-hmm. that same pedal could sound completely different based totally on hands and brain. Yeah, you know? without a doubt. I once had a guy tell me, um, he said, because he, he's kind of, you know, I hate to use the word amateur because it's not like I'm this big pro touring musician, but, you know, he, he's he's kind of, say what? Anymore, anymore. right, whatever. <laughs> but, he used, you know, he's not really into gear. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays, and he's a good player. He's just not really into gear. And um, he plays his stuff, and then I got him up during an open mic night, and he played through my rig. And he said, you know, everybody always thinks it'd be cool to drive a Ferrari until you drive a Ferrari. You realize it's too powerful. It handles too well. You can't get used to it. And then the whole time you're nervous and your confidence is shaking. It's just not fun. I was like, okay. He said, that's how it was playing your rig. <laughs> you know, because I had all this boutique gear and it was like so touch responsive. And a lot of people couldn't respond to that. So for him, he didn't like any of it. Right. You know, I can see that. Yeah. All this stuff that. that, you know is you know higher priced and you know stuff that you gas over well, it's, then he finally played it he was like no thanks which well, like, you know i look at it like this that's and that's a that's a great analogy mm-hmm. whoever that said that to you that's a great analogy because like you don't have teen teens yet i do <laughs> right my teens love mcdonald's right i mean there is no better hamburger than mcdonald's <laughs> to them but you take them to a nice restaurant where they have great food and like, this is terrible. All these different spices. And right. It's got all these different, you know, it doesn't taste like McDonald's. Right. You know, yeah. but I mean, part of that's a, a maturity. A maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think it kind of, it goes that way with boutique gear, but I never thought about that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and cause I feel the opposite way. Sometimes I'll go to an open jam and Max hit on the, Max and I hit on this a little bit, but, um, I'll go to an open jam and I'll have to play through something, you know, like no, 10 watts. All yeah, stadium. exactly. And you're just like, oh man, they're like, it's fine, man. We got you mic'd up. <laughs> you don't need that this big is, of an amp. Gorilla, right? Yeah. They're, they're like, he, he, don't even worry about it. There's, we got a line out in the back of that amp. <laughs> when you hear that, you know, just don't even care about your crap. It could be worse. It could be, is that your pedal board? All right. We'll just plug this direct in the board here. Oh yeah. <laughs> if only someone would make a cab simulator. Someone might be working on it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's spelled like sampler. I've heard it pronounced a- amp, wamp, something. Wampler. I want to go off about the the wah pedal, the wampler wah pedal. Mm-hmm. I think I get emails weekly mm-hmm. of somebody saying hey <laughs> feel free to use this i came up with this <laughs> this is a great idea all, all i want is a free pedal 
You know what we could do? We, we could call just, it the Wampler. We could accumulate all the emails <laughs> that we get from people <laughs> suggesting it and then divide up like all the profits for a year. Like, here's your two cents. <laughs> yeah. Here's your two cents for this one. Thank you for the name suggestion. Yeah, thank you for the name. We had 47,000 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, if two cents, 47,000, that's a lot of pedals. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, we probably would sell like three walls. Though. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, the thing is, I love a great wall. And, you know, we do get people to ask for walls, but I hate to just do something because you can. You know, what, right. what are you going to do to make a wall better? You're gonna Different use a, or better. Yeah, you're going to use a better inductor. Been done. Yeah. You're going to put options well, on there. Been done. Well, here's the thing. I mean, look at look at Morley. They changed everything about the wall pedal mm-hmm. the, with the bad horsey. And yeah. some people loved it, but a lot of people hated it yeah. because it was different. Yeah, and it, and they actually did do a completely different Com- yeah, wall. Yeah, they completely. Yeah, they they yeah. reinvented the wheel a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got to get them give them kudos for that. And people are like this sounds nothing like a crybaby. <laughs> exactly. But but why don't you make one, Brian? But yeah. make it, but so, the one I, I hear a lot too is why you should make a wall pedal because I know yours would be better. <laughs> and that's that's awesome that that you've built that kind of relationship and, and and everything and people trust your ear so much. But it's kind of funny to hear your take on it to the fact that you're like, but it's still a wah pedal. Well, yeah, kind of so. I mean, right. there's some things you can do to make it better, but there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of great walls out there already. You right. Know? It's kind of like a, a a booster or a, or a buffer pedal, especially a buffer. <laughs> yeah, especially a buffer. I mean, there's there's a handful of ways to do it, and you're probably not going to make it sound better because it's it doesn't affect tone. It's, yeah, it's a pretty basic. It's like a building block. It's like trying to make a fork better. Yeah, you know, or a spoon better. Oh, it's got a cool fork. handle on it. Okay, a bigger spoon. <laughs> and of course, he goes back to food. Max is like, man, I'm hungry. You, you you let him in. you let him into that one though. <laughs> fork and spoon. Smooth and crunchy. Give me smoothie. Full circle smoothie. here. <laughs> mm, smoothie. I'm not even going to ask you the story about no, how you got your last smoothie. It's not appropriate for uh, on air. <laughs> it's not. It's not appropriate. Brian, remind me to tell you though. It's fantastic. It is pretty fantastic, but not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> but no, I think we. I think we hit on a lot of cool stuff here, and mm-hmm. it was. It was really good to get your insight. Sure. Uh, on a lot of this stuff. You too, Max. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I agree. That's my Max impersonation. I I agree. That's a a terrible impersonation. But no, seriously, Brian, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to come come chat with Max and I. Anytime. Hopefully, uh, we can make it somewhat regular. I know you can't do every one of them. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions, comments, uh, even suggestions for, you know, future topics or anything for the podcast, send an email to podcast at wamplerpedals.com and we'll try to get back as, to as many of those as possible. So thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah.